Welcome to another episode of Danic Celsius. Uh, this is the weekly podcast for fellow nerds to just discuss all things Marvel. And, uh, you know, when applicable, we may also talk about what's going on with the distinguished competition. Um, but basically, if it involves heroes or villains in silly costumes this week, it's probably fair game. <laughs> We're live streaming this episode on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook uh, today on uh, January 22nd, 2021. Uh, but you can also find us on platforms like Podbean, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, my name is Dennis, and with me, I've got my uh, trusty uh, companions here. I got my cousin, Ricky. Hello. And I got my fellow nerd, Frank. Right. Why do I look short, everyone? I gotta, <laughs> you got to pump that chair up. Yeah, yes. Seriously. You got to pump the chair up. Welcome I'm back, guys. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> I realized yeah. I brought us in a tad too soon. Did you? It's okay. It's okay. We're live. We'll just do it live. We'll, we'll um, get that later. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got a decent amount to talk about again this time, guys. Um, like, uh, you know, we're as always, we want to talk about everything in the media that is Marvel. But I know the thing we want to talk about most would be uh, episode three of WandaVision. Uh, but before we get to that, you know, uh, I just wanted to give an overview like of other things we'll be doing. We're going to talk about the news, uh, you know, like anything going on this week. Uh, we'll also, after the uh, the WandaVision stuff, we'll be checking in our, in our game of multiverse bingo to see how each of us is doing on that one. And then followed by uh, Q&A uh, in our soapbox at the end. So if you guys have questions for us and you want to you you want to ask some nerds on a Friday night what kind of what kind of stuff they know about Marvel or anything really? <laughs> uh, just hit us up with that, you know. Um, so, what do you say, guys? Do you guys want to get into the uh, the news? I know, I know, we I know we say we talk about all things, you know, Marvel and all media. And I know um, I had an extra one that I wanted to bring up because I know last week we didn't talk about anything in the games world and. And that's actually kind of a problem. So I just wanted to bring that up today. Uh, there is a game that's that's supposed to be uh, like the thing, the game for Marvel fans <laughs> right now, and it's uh, Marvel's Avengers on on all the consoles and stuff. And and I think it's on Steam as well. And uh, I don't know. I, I think they did an, another developer note sec, uh, thing like this week, and there's still after all this time, just no word on when we're gonna get. Uh, new content really uh, it's, it's like, so weird like all, all of us here are fortunate we all have ps5s the new exciting hotness and like have you i think rob us now i think you're the one the only one dennis that's played this game on the new console right but i played it uh, yeah frank's played it on the new console like i just i don't know it it lost its charm i haven't played any of the kate bishop stuff to be fair but like, I feel like we're three characters too late right now. Um, yeah, I will say like it's weird. It's weird for me, and and the biggest reason it's weird for me is because uh, the end game content, the stuff like that's the the coolest, most rewarding stuff to achieve in the game. Um, you know, like most games like this are like exotics and stuff. And in this game, there is only one mode that guarantees you exotics. And the most effed up part about it is it's single player content only. And so it is me every week 
playing Avengers by myself for three to four hours just to get new <laughs> pieces of gear. And it's so sad for it to be like this multiplayer game. And I'm just doing this by myself every week. And then so by the dumb. time I'm done with it, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, I don't want to go join up with my friends. and stuff. It's just, it's weird. I mean, a big thing for me, it's, you, you get higher level gear, but I mean, basically like a number is going up. You're not looking different. And then after a certain point, you really start, stop earning new things to do, like new moves or new powers. Well, the exotics add a lot of abilities and things like that. They add they add extra to the game, but it's just not enough. It's not enough. So for me, uh, it's, it's all about the Barbie factor, and like yeah, I, yeah. I have to pay money or or put in a lot of hours to play Barbie in this game, and that's yeah. not as fun. Like a yeah. Ultimate Alliance or something, I would have to get like a, a disc, and then I'd get a new costume or complete a mission, and then get a new costume. And it that that was great. I love playing Barbie. I, I would stay up till like two in the morning. Yeah. Um, getting, getting my costumes like all perfect i'm all like okay 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 spider-man's gonna team up with with luke cage luke cage has to wear this outfit and the spider-man has to wear this outfit and ghost rider has to wear this outfit you know but here I, I don't i don't have a whole lot of that i mean i feel like they're dropping the ball on that too like let me buy just skins and put new skins out every single week or every single day like i mean go the fortnite route i just bought the terminator skin for fortnite for way too much money but it's cool like let me buy the spider-man outfit from from endgame you know let me just let me do it and people will buy it i actually heard that that's that's something they're considering is doing the mcu costume so would that would that bring you back would that bring you back to the game yes if i can play as endgame oh. costumes sure if you they can do the, the face give me a scar joe or give me you know chris evans skin i'm set 20 bucks right there what if it's just the costumes? Mm, I feel like the Black Widow costume is actually pretty close. To the endgame one. All right. Well, uh, in any case, uh, there is another game that people can be playing if they have a Marvel. They need a Marvel fix. Uh, if they've got the uh, PlayStation, they can go play uh, Miles Morales, and it's a great game, and I recommend it highly. I think Frank does too. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just I felt like I felt bad because we forgot to talk about games last week, so. There we go. Uh, moving on. What do we got, Ricky? What's in the news? Ready Let for some know. news? All righty. Yeah, do it. First off, we have a Dusk movie in the works from oh. Sony Pictures. Uh, uh, everyone's favorite uh, character. Is it a spot? I've never heard of Dusk. So. so here's the problem I have with Dusk and, and, and the problem I have with with the way Sony's going about doing these. It movies. looks like the alien from signs. <clears throat> there is a story and they could totally do this. Don't get me wrong. There is a story uh, in the comics where I believe like Peter's identity was getting outed or, or it was, it was like, or, or Spider-Man had just become too much of a negative public menace. I can't remember the reason for it, but what Peter tried to do is he invented a bunch of new personas um, so that he could go and still practice crime fighting, but without being judged for being Spider-Man, you know? So, and because he's a scientist, he made a bunch of gadgets and stuff like that to make the suits very different from just being a wall crawling superhero, you know? Um, it was basically so the that, slingers, right? Yeah, it was called the slingers. And so it was five different costumes. <laughs> he tried five different things, right? They're all Girl very laughing. different. 
they're all dumb. Um, and then, and then like, you know, eventually he abandons that. And then you realize that Marvel's entire purpose for doing that was that so that five teenagers could inherit these costumes and become their own gang of superheroes. And it's like, ugh, it's dumb. Is there a dust Marvel legends and do you own it? There's not a dust Marvel legends. No, <laughs> no because the slingers are stupid. Um, and that, I'm a Spider-Man fan. Now, I just feel like on uh, to a certain point, like they are stupid. I did like the character Ricochet, and that's because Ricochet was in a in a team with Darkhawk at a at a certain point, and it was like the loserest like. It's child too early in the evening to be saying that word, Frank. You can't just no. do that. Like, we're in prime time, after hours. <laughs> Marvel after hours. I we I, yeah. I got to wait for the Marvel after hours show. But so, so like. But but they were the like like the people uh, like from the New Warriors and like uh, I think uh, Victor Mancha joined and uh, Ricochet was on, on the team and they're just a bunch of like defunct superheroes. It was great. Well, does the new Dusk have powers? Or just is it just a dude in the costume? Um, I think they're mostly costume based powers, right? Like everybody... yeah, they're all, they're all like costume based. Yeah, because Peter added all these extra bells and whistles, <clears throat> so so to really hide his Spider Man ness. It's dumb. It's well, dumb. I can't wait till twenty twenty two. I know. Like of all the characters, like Sony wants to build a, a Spider Man franchise around Dusk. Really, just Dusk. What? Well, I wonder how how in how in the deep Sony Pictures is, given the whole movie situation over the past year and rolling into this year. That they're just trying to throw everything at the wall right now to see what sticks because they need yeah. something. I, I will I will say this though. When I read that they were gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, how are they gonna make Guardians of the Galaxy a thing? You got this Mohawk guy with a arrow and like that's that's dumb. Who cares about who cares about right. Star Lord? What a stupid character. Exactly. They always have the opportunity to make us eat crow, but like well rephrase Marvel Studios has the opportunity to make us eat crow. <laughs> Yes, you like Sony Venom. Pictures. You liked Venom. You liked Venom. I like. I did like Venom. I, I so. like Venom too. I thought. I thought it was good, but not for there the reason go. that a person would objectively think a movie was good. Yes. That's All right. Good. What else you got? What else you got? Alrighty. Our, staying I'll, with, I'll with some judgment on Dusk until I see it. Staying with the movie news. Matt Damon is joining back up for Thor three, Thor: Love and Thunder. Am I supposed to care about this news or is he, is he, no, that's not Thor three, bro. You know, that's Thor four, right? <laughs> oh, Thor four. Sorry. Three. Let me, let me rephrase. Awkward. Thor four. We're, we're sorry. Than Thor three. We're sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, there we go. I think it's cool. I, I'd be curious if he's playing that character again, which is like the An actor, actor Loki, or yeah. if he's playing like a CG character. Cause obviously they're going with, was it Gore the God Butcher as the villain? Um, I thought that's being played by um <coughs> that's Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm assuming that's gonna be like a CG character. You think I so? I could be wrong. I, I mean Marvel's pretty good at casting, so whoever they cast him as, he'll probably be pretty good at it. It'd be funny if he just plays that actor again who just gets like <laughs> roped you know, up and em- embarrassed another part, yeah. No. Um, moving on. Moving on. 
There is a new Disney Plus uh, show coming out next month, Behind the Mask. Kind of akin to uh, Marvel 616, if you have, uh, haven't seen those, are really good. But this show is going to focus on more, more or less storylines story from what I read. It's it more about the characters and, and their relationships with their uh, secret identities is what the show is going to be about. Like It's going to be talking about the importance of characters' secret identities and how it relates to social, uh, social issues and uh, pop culture in general and stuff. So, I, I mean, at this point, like, we're starving for content, which is ha- half the reason we're making the show, right? So, like... Uh, I mean, I, I, if it's, like, 616, I'll be happy, but I'll also be bummed at the same time. Like, how many times can you interview the people at the Marvel office, you know? Every time. Every time. Yeah, it is. yeah the more we get to see behind the scenes, the better. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, it's cool. I was hoping it would be the... Um sequel to the hit Halloween movie uh, Behind the Mask <laughs> by Leslie Vernon. But That's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. What else got head? We got some new Funkos Ooh. from, uh, from like Funkos. Is, it, are they, is it just Funko or is it they have a parent uh, company, right? Uh, no, Funko's the company, I believe. Oh, they're celebrating like the new pops or Funkos. I always get that confused. They're, they're celebrating pops. like the 30th anniversary of Deadpool, aren't they? Is that hella? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, they're doing a Deadpool like mini set or Deadpool set, uh, the Avengers crossovers, where they mix mix and match different Avengers. So oh, yeah, like I saw that. Yeah, Captain like, America, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider-Man, Night. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. And then they have a, a cool little Stanley one. I'm not a big Funko person, though. I don't think. Do you do you own any Funkos? I ha- I own some because people buy them for me sometimes because they think it, I want them. Freaking exactly. <laughs> like I don't buy them because I want them. I mean, to anybody watching, thanks for my Funko. But I do have a Spider-Man one signed by John Romita Jr. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't want a Funko Pop. I miss the the Mighty Mugs. Those are my jam. Those were your jam. I had the Comic-Con Mighty Mug of Iron Man, the the Spider-Man one with the mask, all of those. Those were those were quality. They made a Galactus one too, right? He's like giant, like I believe. I'm yeah. Sure they did one. that and they had like a Avenger set with Giant Man as like one of the bigger ones and yeah. the other one the regular size. No, yeah, those were I remember those. I remember them. I, I, don't, I don't think fondly of them, but I remember them. Crazy. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Sticking with the I toys, remember. we have a new Mafex Doctor Strange. I think I think people in the know call it Mafex, but that's cool. <laughs> I like I, the arms. I like the extra arms there. Really cool. I like the effects. Yeah. I don't see if this lights up or not. Um, I doubt it lights up, but. That's really cool. I like the, I like all the arms on him. That's just uh, I think it's funny whenever toys like recreate one scene, like one <laughs> here. This is so that you can do this one scene. That scene was dense, though, man. It was super dense. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. Magic yeah. with the kick. I really like I really like the 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 movement that I'm seeing in in action figures in general towards including more accessories for the, for people too. Uh, recreate scenes from the movies, like much like you can see, I've got right here behind me 
I've got uh, the scene from Infinity War when uh, Loki hands <clears> over <throat> the, the Cosmic Cube. It's a fun thing, you know. Uh, comic, or, you know, like art, you know, toy photography is a it's a whole genre of art now. So I appreciate when toy makers are putting that extra effort in there. I kid, but you know, I do really appreciate and it. It's all for that upsell, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, More yeah. items in the box. Because their version has all the arms, right? And nobody else's version does, so. Yeah. That Malibu Stacy has a hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last with toys for this week, we had some new Marvel Legends leaks. I guess there was some retailer stuff that came out. Yeah, people people mine the crap out of, like, like uh, UP, UPC codes and all this stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> you always got insiders from, like, Walmart and and Target and stuff that are finding like the codes and like they put like product like t- placeholder product names on them and so that stuff eventually leaks out and then the speculation game begins and it's always hilarious. I have done here, but it yeah. looks like there's a uh, new Fantastic Four set, a retro card wave. Oh, nice! That's cool. The kind of similar you think from like the show cards that they had for the Spider-Man set. I think, uh, yeah, similar to that. They did one for Dr. Doom uh, a few months ago. So they'll probably just finish that off by doing a whole set. And uh, they'll just repaint them all. And if, if uh, you know, if they really go retro, I'd like to see them all in their blue and white costumes. That would be, that's that's the original costumes, right, Frank? Blue yep. and white? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be the way to go. That Doom was so, pretty sexy. The, well, that. The, the retro runs a repaint of that, mm-hmm. but with like an extra cloth piece and a bunch of accessories. So yeah, no, I, I'm like, as much as I like recreating movies, I also like recreating different scenes from different uh, comic book time periods, you know? So there also looks to be another black widow, uh two pack for the movie. Good. Cause I feel bad for her. Cause all of her toys came out last April and there's no there's no movie yeah. that came out with it, you know. Hella discounted right now. <laughs> I know, right? That's so sad. I kind of want that sad. set with the uh, explosion pieces because that's like, was it like a thirty dollars set? It's not like fourteen bucks, and you get like a stand. Oh everything. man, you don't know how lucky you are, Ricky. I have one for you. <clears throat> oh well. Just next time you're COVID clear, well, uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> come pick it up. I just want to use a stand for my Mando. That's all I want to use it for. That's fair. The explosions are cool too. The last, uh, the last thing that was in that little leak was a big fig that it's basically said the Marvel Legends villain with a skull. And I think uh, the hint is going to be Maestro. Oh, Maestro. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I could do an entire deep dive on Maestro, but you know what? I'll save that for whenever that Hawkeye content for <laughs> Avengers comes out because Maestro is going to be a featured character in the game at some point, and I would love to talk more about him. But I think we should probably talk about One Division now, right? Probably? Yeah. Is that That's a resounding yes. It's. I mean, Frank's kind of dying right there. He's just like... Frank, do you feel better? You were sick last week, dude. I was hella sick, and I wasn't telling people about it because I didn't know if it was COVID or not. And now that yeah. I know it's not COVID, like the wrong thing to do. Dude, uh, last year I had a my fr- my friend had his kid had a birthday, and I decided to wrap up some of my old like Marvel Legends that I thought the kid would get a kick out of, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, 
deliver them the next like in a day or two or whatever something like that um and so we wrapped him up dropped him off uh so that he could open them i think for his birthday the next day or whatever and then that night i got a fever (laughs) and i was like i was panicking because i like i don't go outside ever you know and i uh i took my temperature and i started the first thing i thought i was like Oh my God, there's a child that's going to open up things I've handled. Like, <laughs> oh, so I texted him and I was like, dude, maybe set that box aside for a couple of days. Like, yeah, it, can get, a week. it can be a late, a late uh, birthday present, you know? Uh, but yeah, it turned out, I, mean, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was, but I was fine the next day. I'm but yeah, getting up my time in a COVID household. I know. <laughs> getting, getting, getting COVID scares is, is one thing, but actually being, in the house with people who have it. That's I I actually, I was gonna send off your I still have your Christmas present here, and I'm like maybe I should wait a few more days to send this off. You can wait like a month. Yeah, I'll leave it out in the sun. <laughs> All right, but sorry, sorry. I just wanted to check to make sure that you know everybody was healthy and stuff. But yes, let's talk about Wandavision because that's that's what we that's what our viewers came to to to. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I hope so. I hope our viewers came from all of you out there. Yes. Yes. All of you. Uh, WandaVision uh, episode three, it was titled uh, now with color and uh, they all got titles. The last two got titles too. Yeah. They didn't have titles last week. Right. Mm. Uh, But they do now. And like last week's was the second one was don't touch that dial. And I don't remember what the first one was, Um, but uh no, I, I I thought it was you know I thought this was a cute one. Um, let me just give a recap. Let like, you guys know. I mean, Ricky's already spoiling it with pictures and stuff. Oh, I mean, you're in it already. We're in it. We're in it. But uh, yeah, if anybody has not watched that episode and would like not would not like to have it spoiled, uh, please come back later and check us out. But if you want to continue, uh, we're gonna spoil the crap out of this episode. Um, but yeah, my recap. My I'll give you my hot take on this episode. Like. Uh, I thought it was uh, it was cool because they actually gave us the twins that we were asking for last week, and uh, they pulled back the curtain significantly, which is the other thing I asked for. Uh, what did you guys think about this episode? I I loved it. It Frank was kind of talking about it earlier. It really builds on what the first two episodes did, and I like that they still had a kind of in theme story for the show that they're the air they're trying to go for but this one really pushed that story a lot further than even the first two for sure see how so is laughing at the the screenshots you picked up or that you used i, I mean some of the screenshots he did pick some weird ones <laughs> um, but actually he picked some ones that i, I want to talk about later but uh, uh what i wanted to say is like overall what, uh, what ricky said that i said earlier uh was correct like it definitely builds <laughs> up everything um that it set out in the second one, like it, it kind of, um, I, I think a lot of people didn't respond to it, just kind of throwing you into the mix. Like everyone was expecting some kind of Marvel property, you know, um, yeah. action set pieces and witty banter and stuff. And it, while it did deliver on that, it, it gave it, it gave us like a period version of their, their witty, what their witty banter would look like in the fifties and sixties and seventies. Yeah. And, and um, I think it really, uh, really built on that. But I think one of the things that I really liked was that the creepy factor like went up and I'm going to talk about that later, but 
just 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 remember that I like the creepy factor because I'm I'm a huge horror movie fan, and um, one of the things I like in horror movie is horror movies are the are the music, and when you take a song like um, uh, Sleepy Jean, <laughs> and uh, you make that like kind of scary. Um, it, yeah. they, they played the original monkeys version, but like in the trailer, they played this creepy, like, like, you know, uh, get murdered by a killer doll version of, scre- of, of creepy gene. Or creepy by the way, you don't, you don't have to talk about it later. You can talk about it right now. If that's your high point, go for it. You know, no, I mean? we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. One of my old coworkers actually was this, like the traveling stage manager for the monkeys. Really oh. cool guy. Um, we always called him Bones. Wait, wait, is this your coworker from the San Diego Zoo? And you're referring to actual monkeys? No, <laughs> this is for my job. Try or post that. Gotcha, gotcha. But yes, really cool dude. Um, and people were always. I did not know who the monkeys were to be fair before I met this guy. Yeah, uh, that's why monkey. I could imagine you mistaking the monkeys for real monkeys. <laughs> I had a girlfriend that really liked the monkeys and I'm all like, why? At least like the Beatles. Like, oh my God. <laughs> for some reason, I thought the monkeys were the, uh, what was the, the TV show, the Hanna-Barbera show with the live action, like people in costumes. The, uh, action people in costumes. Banana splits. Banana splits. Oh, the banana splits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the monkeys were the banana splits for a long time. No. Uh, but you know what? Honestly, Cheer Up Sleepy Jing was one of the things I loved about the episode, too. Uh, I actually, you know, like there was a lot I liked about this episode compared to the other two. And I understand that there was a foundation set up for the, the previous ones. Um, I just still don't enjoy how little actual plot there was in the first two, you know, what I mean, that served the bigger picture. I think they were, you know, we we did discuss that our hope was that they would pull back the curtain more and more every episode. So I'm glad they did. Uh, but like, I thought the, the, the extent to which they pulled it back this episode and did the creepy and all that stuff, you know, that's what just made this feel like something worth watching. You know what I mean? Like the previous two, I just felt like, yeah, but like, why are you doing this? But then this time around, I didn't care that they're doing that they're still committing to doing this TV sitcom like uh, veil over it. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. because what was happening in the episode was interesting and mattered to me, you know, like I didn't care that, you know, she was trying to, or they were trying to put on a, a magic show for the community. Like, this, <laughs> like, like, or what, the children, what, yeah, where are the stakes or anything like that? But like, you know, now it's, it's weird, right? It's, it's, at the end of the episode last week was she's pregnant all of a sudden. And, and that should be startling, you know, because yeah. for Either so way. many reasons, for so many <laughs> reasons, it should be startling. Right. Stakes um, were established in the black and white episodes though. Like kind of, kind of like you, obviously she didn't want anyone to permeate her bubble of reality there. Right. So right. Yeah. Does the rewind thing. So there's, there's a stake established in that, in that thing cleverly. Um, which is unlike Marvel. <laughs> like usually yeah. with Marvel, it's like you know, seventeen thousand killer robots. Um, here, it was just like a simple no. You know, I, I just I just want to clarify something really quick because you say she did the rewind. Do we know that she did the rewind, or did she I say think... no? Did she say no, and something reacted to her saying no? 
I think we, we know that she knows something's She off. definitely knows something's off, but I'm saying my question I'm really asking is actually it feeds into the, this episode too, which is there's a lot of weird that happens and some of it was not of her control. And I know some of it was they tried to pawn off as the pregnancy is making her powers mm-hmm. wonky, you know, but like I think there's another layer of it. And I, I think, okay, I, I think here, let's, let's try this another way. At this point in episode three, what do we think is happening on this show? Go, Frank, go first. Yeah, let me, let me start with this. I think there's four factions or maybe four, four groups, maybe <laughs> not even just factions. I think sword, sword and shield is sword and or shield. You know, that's one faction, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are trapped in the in that reality who don't know they're trapped. And then I think there's people that do know they're trapped. And I think that the fourth one is uh, like an underworld presence um, because they, they bring up the devil like way yeah. too much for it to be um, like some just irrelevant thing. And I think Wanda falls into the, the kind of uh, she's kind of in between. Like, I think she knows she's trapped, but she kind of wants to go with it because she likes that, that reality that they're in. It's um, like most people in the matrix, right? Most I, people I, in the matrix. Yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I take it as a similar, I mean, spoilers for wonder woman, 1984, where, you know, she, she, can't be spoiling other movies. I can't. It's the wrong, wrong company. But, you know, she's in this place. She's trapped in this state of mind, we'll say, but she doesn't necessarily want to give it up because she has her, you know, her love in there. Her vision is back. And I think she knows that visions, that's not the same vision. And even when the weird stuff happens, it's usually when vision in the show starts calling her out like, yo, this is something weird here. You should not be pregnant. And that's when she kind of starts flipping the script on them. So I think that's what this is all leading to him to terms with a his death or his you know him being back but somehow that's all going to be tied to this reality that she's in right now okay i like that here's my here's my my theory yeah it's it's very similar to frank's i think wanda created the town of westview and it's all in a bubble oh and i think i think i think she I think she did that to deal with whatever problems she's, you know, she's have kind of just totaled up, right? Like she lost her brother. She lost her family. She lost Sokovia. And then uh, for a while she went to jail, you know, and then after that uh, half the, half the world died, uh, including uh, the love of her life who died twice in front of her. Right. I think, I think all of those things kind of added up and then eventually, you know, she was pretty crazy when she fought Thanos. Like she was pretty nuts. Like by that point and they won, you know, yeah. every, all the events all won and we all cheered and everything like that. But nobody really said, Hey, what happened to Wanda? You know? So she just went off somewhere and did whatever she did. I think uh, Westview is her trying to just uh, hide in her own little literal bubble. Uh, but I do agree with Frank. I think there's another uh, entity that came into the mix and is enticed by her power 
and mm-hmm. is also manipulating the reality that she created. Possibly, of the, of the, her state of mind, basically. Possibly, whatever this entity is, is the one that introduced vision into this reality. You know what I mean? Uh, because it's it's not necessarily something that she could have done. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I definitely feel they're trying to make her power of, of crazy reality or manipulation more grounded in a Marvel cinematic universe kind of reality. So instead of doing a sweeping change to the entire universe, I think she just made a small town mm-hmm. that is going through weird things. And, and because it's, it's this weird, uh, it's this weird convergence of two strange powers. I think this military group that's been set up or this, or this, you know, like intelligence group that's been set up to monitor powers that are out of control they're set up they've set up a perimeter around westview and they're slowly sending agents in to go and monitor it's like annihilation which is another great movie yeah i think it's like that ricky or uh did you want to spoil annihilation for everybody yeah you want to spoil annihilation (laughs) (laughs) but that's my theory what do you what do you guys think Uh, i agree except for westview is a real town because they have yeah. the sign outside of the bubble. Okay, well, I mean, but the sign also says, you know, what what does the sign say on it? Home, it's what you make of it, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it could have been her sign that she made or yeah, or she moved to Westview and then totally changed everything, you know what I mean, about it. Sure. Like but I, mean, I I think she created the bubble. It's, it's 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 unlikely she made a town called Westview from scratch. Like I feel like she okay, not for scratch necessarily, but I think yeah, she could have remade the town in 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 the image that she wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something else happened, and so like there's you know there's weird, there's weird. But talk about the weird, like Frank, because I, I know that 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 made you happy. Yeah, definitely. I love the weird. I love a lot of the of the the weird stuff that they do. Like um, they they play with the sounds a lot, and they make like everything's kind of happy and like plays some sitcom music and stuff. And then all of a sudden it goes to like this dark minor key, you know, and you know, like something's going on. Like some of the, the camera angles they use change from yeah. the traditional angles used in shows of the time to more yeah. cinematic. And that that's, that's really neat in my opinion. So, so one of the things that they did was in the, in the black and white episodes, they used three, a uh, three cameras process. Like they had just three, three cameras pos- positioned around them. And they would just cut to different cameras, and that, that's how they would do this, do, do their scenes. In this one, they, they had the cameras kind of follow the action a little more, kind of like Brady Bunch or like uh, television of that time, which yeah. I thought was really good. It followed like the stork around and things like that. Um, stork was another weird thing that was, that was kind of cool. I've heard some people say that, oh, the stork, it's, that's obviously Mephisto, but I don't know. The stork, the stork reminded me of shows like the Brady Bunch where like, uh, where like a pet or an animal would get loose and, and they would just have like the silliest like little adventures going on or like you're trying to hide it before the adults find out you know or whatever like it's it's really funny that was weird i mean is how she create life is that a power of- i mean what do you think billy and tommy are bro well that, i mean that's that's what i'm getting at like that's an, or, was or, that like or, a or showing to making that happen. No, I honestly, I don't mean that to sound dismissive. Like that is the question. That really is the question is, can she create life? You know, like, and I would like to point something out because Frank says, 
Uh, I don't think she made Westview because it's not like she can make a town from scratch. Uh, will you at least concede that she's making a new house from scratch every episode? Yeah. The archite- architecture of that house gets completely changed every episode to the point where there is a room downstairs and a, and a slight step yeah. leading up to the front door. There is a room downstairs that was not in the first two episodes. And it's just like, but the episode from this episode took place one minute after the last episode. Yeah. You know? I, I will concede that she does uh, do some remodeling of the house. I don't know yes. where she gets the ability to do that. Um, she even put pipes above the floor. Like most yeah. of the pipes are like central in the house. Like they don't go oh, yeah. like, just, just all around willy nilly um, causing water yeah. breakages. But yeah, the baby's new room, the the spare room. Yeah. I was like, I went back to the old episodes. I was like, there was no room there before. Like, what what just happened? They hired here? a bunch of day laborers, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, this made yeah. it happen. Exactly. But even the front of the house is different too. Like, if mm-hmm. you look at it, because I, I was like trying to check the front of the house. I was like, there were no, there was no windows. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's pretty funny. One of the weird ones. Oh, so, so there was another two weird things that I want to talk about. But uh, one of it's the the four by three to the sixteen by nine. I love that. That part was so yeah. incredibly creepy. Yeah. But well, it it just cinematically. They did that, really well. they did that in the first, uh, at least the first episode. Also, first episode. Yeah, but they did the, the, like they they made yeah. like. But in the first episode, they did it when the episode was ending in in the in the TV reality. And then it goes it goes sixteen by nine, and you see that hand at the sword desk that's like mm-hmm. you know holding its notes. That's when it went widescreen on this. This one was weird because it started going widescreen during the Brady Bunch house segment still. And what I thought was really cool about that is you could tell, oh man, they filmed this entire show in sixteen by nine, and then they actually manually crop it down to uh, to a four by three to be accurate to the, to the time period. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Which is cool. That That's one of my minor gripes that they don't, that they didn't film it with actual film. I think, uh, I think the show would have benefited right, from calm that. Down, Nolan. But, but what's <laughs> so cool about that though, is like that Technicolor aesthetic is there though. You know what I mean? Like even if it wasn't filmed in film, like it looks legit Technicolor. And yeah. I was like, I was blown away by that. I don't know if you've seen the movie. I haven't actually watched it, Frank, but on Shudder, there's a movie called, I think, The Love Witch. Oh, yeah. And, I, it, and, it, 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 and I think it's like it's like from 2017 or, or 15 or something like that. Yep. But it's this movie. It's a you know horror comedy movie that's made to look like it takes place in the 60s. And so they do the Technicolor treatment to it. And like, I've only watched the trailers of it, but I'm like blown away by how accurate it is. And like, that's how I felt watching this one. I was like, that's, that's some really good, like fake coloring that they're doing on all of this, on everything to love, which straight up looks like gone with the wind or like something from the yeah (laughs) cinema kind of more from the early sixties. Whereas uh, this looked like late sixties, early seventies kind of technicolor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was closer to reality for sure. Yeah, I, I think as we get closer, like I don't say that want to say the next episode, but I honestly believe we'll get a full present day episode or episodes by the end of this thing. When the, once they ditch the motif. Oh yeah, no, I think I, I mean if the promise was to do this bef- uh, up until 
the 2010s do the sitcom mechanic, uh, then I can see them totally. Uh, that would that would end up being like three, two or three episodes at the end that wouldn't have to f- fit into this mold anymore. Uh, and I'm excited about that because if you end up doing like, you know, your, uh, I would say this episode marked the end of Act One, right? Yeah, there's nine total. So yeah, because Act One actually now it feels like we know what the conflict is for reals now, right? We were only kind of like speculating at it before, but now we're like, okay. There's definitely some bad things going on here. And, and like, there's, you know, all these weird people that are like, instead of trimming the hedge, they're cutting through brick and like zoning out, you know, like, or they're just standing around. Like, I really love that painting in the background that they were standing in front of that, you know, to make it look like a distant background and stuff. But um, yeah, there's just so many, so many little like weird moments going on. And then like, Geraldine is like remembering things from reality, but then actually it almost looks like I didn't feel like she was lying. It it felt like she almost forgot what she said after she said it. You know what I mean? Like uh, when she, yeah. Like when Wanda touched her, like touched her hand, like from, from that point on, I think Geraldine kind of became Geraldine. She kind of lost herself. Yeah. 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 But she, but you know, Geraldine definitely triggered Wanda when she mentioned (laughs) <laughs> Ultron, Ultron, because Ma- Wanda was talking about her her brother Pietro, yeah. and I thought it was really cool when she said Pietro. The accent finally came accent, back. Yeah, <laughs> this the Sokovian accent that we've been you know bitching about because like we're like, why does this lady always have like no accent? Then she has an accent. So, you know, like I think it's very intentional in this show that they're playing with that. And I know Elizabeth Olsen's actually done interviews talking about the accent is is going to be there. You know, it's intention. It's intentional what we're seeing. It's part of the weird. It's part of the weird. Part of the weird. And then Rambo um, was all like Ultron, and then like Scarlet Witch was like, "Why did you say that name?" And then she just got straight up ejected from their reality, right? Like this. Yeah. That was that was quite the football the definition pun, of yeeted. That is the definition of yeeted for sure. It was great. Um, <laughs> and so you know now maybe Geraldine will wake up and 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 be in her reality again and. We can finally learn that she's Monica Rambo, like we're supposed to. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of, of fun stuff to play with here, um, but I think there was some other fun clues that were also kind of reinforcing that whole "this is not real" and and these are kind of like puppets kind of thing or whatever, or this is a, a fabricated reality. And I thought it was really fun because I know I was looking it up because I couldn't stop looking at it in the kitchen in this episode but the dish soap that would normally say joy on it mm-hmm. it actually says koi on it Boy, and yeah. then when i was looking that up to try and find an image of it i found out that dish soap was actually in the first episode too you know what i mean and so you know koi obviously definition is like to withhold you know truth or to or to you know or to be a little like uh, mischievously sexy or whatever it could be both meanings whatever but um I just thought that was funny that it's just sitting there in plain sight. The dish, the dish soap if, says. If cool. the big reel is a Mephisto, that's pretty like hilarious. Like, right? Yeah, I'm gonna create yeah. this fake world, but put in all these little nuggets for you. Yeah, he's all. I got to make my money through advertising somehow, right? <laughs> yeah, but then uh, you know, Vision when they were discussing the baby names, you know, Vision cited Shakespeare and he and he quoted him as, uh, you know, all the world's a stage, all the men and women merely players, you know. 
is that a reference to what we're seeing going on right now? Because it's actually kind of a performance or, you know. I had uh, an interesting thought. Like my one of my gripes last week with episode two was why is like Vision so aloof, you know? I mean, granted, he was quote unquote drunk because of the gum, but like this dude's a freaking computer. And I wonder if. Well, the he's fact not just that, a computer. He's a he's a person too, you know. Like true. he's true. an amalgam of many many things, you know. So, but a very yeah, intelligent yeah. being, nonetheless. He he has organs. They're just synthesized. Like he yeah. he has yeah. all yeah. the same organs that a human does. They're just like not, but or organic, I guess. Which right? which which is weird to me that why like they make this this joke that he doesn't eat food. Like he yeah. can, I think. Right? Totally like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking, like, well, maybe if there's no, if there's no internet anywhere, <laughs> I wonder if that dumbs him down a bit. <laughs> I, I I don't dislike that. I like that idea that he would be super dumb because he's not connected to the uh, to the web. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 I like that. There are a lot of little other um, Easter eggs. So I think we can get kind of. Do you want us? What about the commercial? Yeah. Escape to a world all your own where your problems float away. When you want to hydra soap. You want to get away, but you don't want to go anywhere. Hydra soak. <laughs> Find the goddess within. It's a little bit uh, on the nose, but I liked it. It was a little on the nose, but it, it does feed back into um I don't think Hydra's responsible for this. I think I think she's just getting more and more repressed memories surfacing of her time you know like i i think hydra's a i want to i want to say hydra's a a a red herring i don't think i don't think she's actually being experimented on them by again you know i think she already was Uh, there it is right there um it it also reinforces kind of the theme of the show uh being about time like they, they have tons of clocks usually when there's a clock prominently shown it has yeah. some kind of thing to do with the uh, with the show. So um, th- this thing talks about pretty much stopping time, and it it, it uh, kind of uh, m- makes a metaphor about bubbles and like the, their reality reality bubble that they're in. Yeah. Why do you do you have a theory as to why the bathing was so significant or the soaking? You think? No, no. Like to me, that that seemed like it's a like some Themyscira shit or something. Like you know, <laughs> like it doesn't seem like it's a. It's part of uh, the Marvel universe. Um, yeah. But isn't there something about an, on? I, I never finished it, but Agents of Shield had something with Hydra soap in it, uh, where like mm-hmm. it kind of takes over. Your I saw mouth. that the it's a line essentially referencing that if you're in Hydra or Hydra agent, the Hydra issued soap has drugs or some sort of compound in it that makes you more complicit to whatever scheme they're doing at the time. Hmm. Yeah, something Coulson says. But but I agree. I think it's a red herring, even though like it is mentioned in Shield. I, I think yeah. it's. Just, I I don't think it's a real thing. Yeah, or maybe it's you know maybe Hydra. No, no, I'm going to stick to that one for right now. It's a it's a red herring. It's a red herring. I'm not, I agree I'm because like, thematically it wouldn't make sense because all of the other commercials relate to some instance in her past. Well, the second one also related to Hydra, though. I mean, she was a Hydra agent technically for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah period of time. for like 10 minutes she was a hydrogen yeah <laughs> she was um no but i mean really longer than that technically she first appeared at the end of the winter soldier 
You know what I mean? So she's been Hydra since the Winter Soldier. With her little oh. blocks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I do have some fun questions, and you know, that uh, I just I, I got to know what you guys thought of them. Yeah. Uh, one. How does Geraldine automatically know about the spare room? <laughs> I know. Like, how did she just know it existed when it didn't exist there I mean, yesterday? She's obviously a sword agent, right? So, but how did she know that the spare room existed? Like, they're monitoring, you know, I'm sure she gets a memo brief like, hey, well, ask about this door. <laughs> let me ask you this, Dennis. When you come up to a house, and you see like a big blocked off square shape right by the door. Do you th not think that that's a spare room, or do you not think that that would lead somewhere? I mean, fair, why did she go up there? She she was there to see the kid, but she automatically started walking into it like she knew. You know, she's like, "You keep your you keep the office supplies in your spare room, right? Remember, you know, like she like." Uh, yeah. I was I was confused by that. Like I'm like, does she know that or like what? You know, that's what I took um, it as. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got another one. This is real, real talk. I gotta know. Is does Wanda just go commando all the time? <laughs> you know what I'm referring to, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they don't want to have a ten minute scene of her taking off her panties to deliver kids. I'm just saying, Geraldine just kind of lifted her skirt up and said, "Oh, you're having the baby right now." Oh, and I'm wasn't like, that, wasn't that in vogue in that during that time, right? You guys what? were there. I don't know. I, what do what our viewers say? Like, I was I was kind of thrown off by like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of TV sitcominess to the delivery of those babies. Like they come out wrapped and all clean and everything, you know, like, and then that, like, that was my thing. It's like literally five minutes later, like Wanda <laughs> is standing around holding one of the babies, like, and the doctor's like, yep, 10 toes, 10 or 20 toes, 20 fingers. And it's like, um, yeah, but maybe she uh rewound time and made them into like cotton balls or something. Yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, too far. Shoot. I was just weirded out. I'm like, so so we're not gonna talk about the fact that she just walks around naked like with, with no underwear on. Okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I mean, I'm just saying to get that pregnant that fast in a day. If I was getting that pregnant that fast in a day, I would take my undies off too. That's a good point. Yeah. Ricky brings up a good point. Now you'd think it better come off. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Seacow Soda wants to know if uh, Ricky is Hydra. <laughs> yes. She makes plates fly. She can make panties disappear, says Clark. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That, that does. That tracks. That tracks. All right. Yeah, I'll let yeah. Should we should we check right. in on our on our bingo cards? Uh, we should. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, as a reminder, uh, we got the multiverse bingo that we set up for this season of uh, WandaVision. And it's basically we just fed in a bunch of different things like, you know, we just threw a bunch of different items that may or may not sh may show up that are either from the comics or from the MCU. And, uh, you know, we had we had some bingo cards made up. Uh, some of the stuff we put in doesn't didn't even end up on our cards. Like uh, I know Ultron is on our list, and it's just a bummer that he didn't end up on any of our cards. Uh, it would have been but, a dead ringer for this week. I know, right? I just I just didn't think Ultron was going to come up that naturally. So uh, that was pretty cool. 
But yeah, I got three new ones this week. I was pretty impressed. Um, well, uh, yeah. Sword, Sword's not a new one, sorry. Uh, Sword came up again, and Sword's going to keep coming up over and over mm-hmm. again. I just marked it because, like, hey, they keep they keep mentioning sword. Or this time it was Geraldine wearing the sword, uh, you know, emblem. And I mean, almost sword nerds at a hot topic right now. I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> playing a bigger role in But then the other ones I had were uh, I had uh, Pietro Maximoff, aka Quicksilver, on my list, and yep. uh, sure enough, Wanda brought him up, and I was pretty happy with that uh, because that means he's still on her mind, and that means. They meet, we might get even weirder stuff down the line. I think it got lost during that movie. Um, but yeah, they are twins. Um, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Frank and I have just always known they're twins. So, uh, but speaking of the movie, what um, was that? They, they say they're twins in the movie. Yeah, but speaking of twins, uh, Wanda yeah. had the two twins that we wanted to have referenced uh, that are from the comics as well, which are Billy and Tommy, you know, um, uh, that's on the bingo card as well. And Billy and Tommy, I think we mentioned before, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of storylines that happen with them because, like, in the comics, uh, you know, Billy and Tommy originally were creations of Mephisto, and then he took them back, right? Uh, But then later on, they get them back as older kids, and um, they actually become members of the Young Avengers, which I would like to see, you know, so... Let's get these kids super aged as fast as they were, uh, you know, born this week. I mean, won't they die sooner then? Like if they, oh, they age a, quicker. You're such a bummer, man. <laughs> I'm just to ask, uh, what is the biggest missed opportunity hot topic merch from this show so far? Definitely mm. panties. Oh. Disappearing panties. Give like, me the hydrosoak bath bomb. Like, get what, was, what was yours, Frank? That's good. No, you guys did better ones. I don't want to even say mine anymore. Oh, I want to hear it. A vision that... hoodie, a vision hoodie, like that you wear. That, that... yeah, it's dumb. I want the hydro bath bomb now. The hydro, <laughs> hydro bath bomb would be great. That would Dude, be awesome. Sweet. Yeah. All right. What? What? Uh, let's see other people's bingo cards. That's mine. I got. I. I still need to get like Force Works and High Evolutionary to, to pull something off. I don't think that's going to happen, guys. You got, you got Natalia Maximoff and you got uh-huh. Dr. Strange. We know yeah. we know Dr. Strange, right? I don't know that we know that actually. Uh, no, the only thing the only thing we know is that this is part of that arc. We know that she's gonna be in the Doctor Strange movie. Oh, so we don't know if the man himself is gonna be Yeah, we don't know that actually. Oh, okay. All right, we got Frank's bingo card. Oh, you also had Sword and Billy and Tommy here. Well, I got but this lock. Look at this. You got a pretty good position here because I mean, all that needs to get one, we just need confirmation on aim because we saw the beekeeper last week and we wanted to say it's aim, but like he had a sword logo on his back. So we're like, eh, is that aim is, or is it just like a subtle reference to aim, yeah. whatever. And then the only other one you need is Simon Williams, AKA wonder man, which Ricky's yeah. telling us is a definite thing that's going to happen in this season. Oh, I, yeah, I saw that off here, but there's some stuff out there with Wonder Man on it. I'm yeah. thinking he's coming. So and he's also tied with the Grim Reaper, which we we got that little tease yeah, last so week. Right? Frank could end up taking this one pretty fast because he's already got Billy uh, Baron von Strucker uh, marked off from last week too. Yep, and I got the Billy and Tommy handed to me on a silver platter. Silver platter. 
Um, but in, in, in interviews, uh, I can't talk in interviews, um, in the background, they have like pictures of wonder man, like at Marvel studios. And like, yeah, that, that's what I was referencing. Yeah, you oh, can't yeah. do that unless you're going to use it. Gotcha. In reference to aim, I don't know. Some people have been saying, a lot of people have been saying online that all the hexagons that they use in the title cards, the opening title cards and the closing cards could be mm -hmm. a reference to aim. I, I don't think so, but. I mean, that would definitely make my um, bingo position better. So I might might start subscribing to that. Uh, see, AIM, I don't necessarily think they're bad. Because they're not bad in the MCU as of right now. As of yet. I would yeah. say. What, what about you, Ricky? Here, let me show my card. I'm in a weird position. I can just take this in one sweep, I feel like. if uh, We know Darcy's coming. We just don't know when. That's true. The the key is her mom, Natalia, which the, the rumors floating around is the characters in the commercials that are the same for each episode, those are her parents um guiding us through those memories, I guess. But yeah. I also got Billy and Tommy, I got Hydra, I got Quicksilver. But I'm kind of in last place in a, in that sense though. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still think you got a chance though. I'm going to come out with the win with the Magneto. <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. Victor Mancha, Magneto, Layla Miller. I yeah. would die. I wouldn't be on the show because I'd be dead. It's just so funny that I had all these things on the list and we still ended up like getting most of the same ones on our cards. Um, yeah. Cause I know Ultron was on the list. I can't remember some of the other ones on there, but oh well, I Monica. Oh yeah. We have Monica on one of ours. Huh? Yep. Anyways, with that, I think uh, we should check in with the, the uh, chat to see if we got any other new questions. Anybody else have their own theories of what happened this, this episode or this seat or what's going to happen this season. Yeah. Um, let us know. What do you guys think? Or any other random questions you have. Like, was there something you didn't understand in the episode that we didn't explain thoroughly just now? Yeah. Well, well there, uh, in the meantime, questions. Uh, I was going to say, like, uh, when Herb was cutting the fence, did you guys get the, the, the Rick and Morty, my man, kind of vibe from him? <laughs> like, walking the tree, looking good. That's the vibe I got, but. Um, but He's I definitely, just... I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Like just seeing that, seeing somebody just zone out and cut through brick, and obviously it's fake brick too. You know, which made it even funnier. I mean, um, and he starts spilling the beans on kind of the situation when Agnes starts. Yeah, and Agnes her. stops him. Right. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> I love her on this show. Catherine uh, I, I really love everybody on the show. I think they're all great actors. I think I think if you talked about how awesome the chemistry was last week, Frank, God, they were like Wanda and Vision were so awesome in this episode. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, one of the things I do like, and this is what I like in a lot of movies, and that this is why I'm a, I'm a total show for uh, the Raimi Spider-Man movies, are the background characters like, you know, man with man with eight legs, Jones hot, you know, whatever. And then um, counterfeit David Schwimmer in this show. That guy's freaking great. <laughs> She's great. So do, do these earrings make me look fat? They're earrings. 
like how do they make you look fat? I don't understand. But but just the way they they deliver their lines are, are fantastic. Yeah. We got Selena saying the doctor was hella sexist. That's true. That's true. That's darn true. I mean, you gotta remember the times, man. Yeah. Because those are just sexist times. Yeah. Um, would it be would it, would it be weirder if he wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny. Have you guys did you guys ever watch the uh scary stories to tell in the dark movie that came out I think last year? It has a uh I don't remember the name. He's a Mexican Mexican actor is one of the leads. And it's set like in the sixties and he's just driving around town i'm like he like not gets not very accurate and then the next scene in that movie is him getting like frisked by police and like there we go that's that's that sounds about right (laughs) but i kind of get that same vibe to this show like reality so right she gets to project i I don't know if she's projecting their personalities onto them or what Mm -hmm. you know so uh maybe maybe wanda thinks doctors are supposed to be sexist at least in that time period who knows Maybe this is what she's seen on TV. She doesn't have full control of the NPCs that are in uh, <laughs> video game there. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Dennis, I, I know you're familiar with them. I think you you, you introduced me to them. Uh, do you remember Squadron Supreme? Yeah. You do? Okay. That's the 712 universe, I think I, I remember it being called, right? Well, there's two. There's a, there's an old, there's a classic Squadron Supreme, and then there's a modern one that was done by JMS. Okay. And the modern one was to, meant to tie in with the ultimate comic books. I see. I see. Okay. So um, the the character that that um, the counterfeit David Schwimmer plays, um, I forget his name. I forget the actor the the character's name. I think it's like Lou Jones or like Dave Jones or something like that. Um, but that's the husband of uh, Arcana Jones. If you remember her, she's like the the stand-in for um, Zatanna, I guess. Oh that. yeah, yeah. So Arcana Jones is the husband of of that that, that guy's character. So I wonder if she's Arcana, Arcana. the wife of that guy's character. Yeah, as the wife. Of, sorry, is the wife of that guy's character. Um, uh, Moonglow was was her code name, I think. Do you think Emma Caulfield is Arcana? I, I, I'm thinking so. Like I'm starting to, because uh, I know I've heard like Clea being thrown around. And by the way, missed opportunity for us. We mentioned Emma Caulfield last week. Um, we failed to mention why we know who Emma Caulfield is. Oh, I don't know who that is. Who's, who's That's that? Anya from, from Buffy, Buffy. And, and Angel. Oh. I I recognized her the second she ended up on screen last week. Yep. I was like, is that, you know, the only thing that threw me off was the black and white. I was like, is that Emma Caulfield? And then, you know, is that Anya? And so, yeah. I, I like that she's, and I like that they worked her into this episode for all of one moment. You know, like, yes. do these I earrings make her look fat? <laughs> it was in her contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe she had to wear yeah. the fat earrings. But interesting, she's Arcana, maybe, huh? Because I've seen other theories that think she's um, Clea. Yeah, Clea's the the prominent one that I've been seeing too. Yeah. Well, um, unless we got any more theories or questions, we should probably wrap this up. Oh, yeah. Phil Jones. Phil Jones. Yeah, is I'll, leave you, I'll leave you with this. What do you, what do you think the next episode is going to bring story-wise? What's the next beat in this series? Mm-hmm. I think, what, I think we're, we're, I feel like we're going to get a Quicksilver. 
I don't think quick. I think uh, you're so eager to get Quicksilver. <laughs> you're just so impatient all the time, Ricky. I, I think I we're going to get for several episodes a Quicksilver thing by by because that was, was such a it played such a big thing in this well, episode. You know that you know that one of her kids grows up to be like Quicksilver, like yes. Quicksilver. Yeah, but the the fact that they name dropped him this episode and she went crazy. Oh, we never saw the end of that. Definitely means that there's going to be more Quicksilver stuff in this in this season. I agree. I just don't think that's. You asked me what's happening next week. I think that's and next I, week. I just. I think. I think Uncle Bane Quicksilver is, is going to come see his niece or his nephews. So uh, I, I think I like, next week, if anything, it's going to be like, well, what what show would they parody from the eighties? Probably like Roseanne or uh, maybe Married with Children. 80s? I remember oh, watching God. Roseanne. Pretty sure. Oh, you know what? Um, Full House, maybe Full House. Full oh, House was 90s. 90s. Son of a B. Or actually, no, Full House started in 87. 87. Maybe. And it, really? it, got, it got bigger in the 90s. Um, but what I was going to say, Ricky, is that um, so. <laughs> just, to, just to feed the rumor mill a little bit, there was a tweet. That I learned of secondhand from like a Spanish speaking language that said that they saw Evan yeah. Peters on set um, in, in Quicksilver outfit. It's so. basically a picture of vision in a field from like a million mile, miles away. It's shot like with 10 megapixels. Yeah. And then there's a dude in a hoodie in front of it <laughs> who <laughs> looks like Evan Peters. <laughs> I. I I believe there will be some sort of Quicksilver in this season. I just don't think that's next week. I don't think that's next week. I think that next week is a lot of questions that have to be answered regarding these kids and regarding what's outside, you know, what's outside of the bubble. And I think we're going to, I think if anything, what you do is you get an interlude where next week you barely have any Wanda and Vision or any of Westview and you have a whole debrief of Monica. You know That'd what I mean? Cool. Yeah, like we're just, like her, her, her in, a, in a box, you know, in a room with no windows, and they're just interrogating her and asking her what the hell this is, and it's going to fill in all the pieces of the puzzle that we have been missing, or most of the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, that's my uh, theory. Did you guys watch? Um, or do you guys know the the the? She's a voice actor. Her name's Gray Griffin. Used to be Gray Delisle. Yeah. So I saw that she, she was she's cast on the one of the news feeds, and um, I thought that was a really interesting addition because I'm like, well, what does she play? Like, obviously, we know she plays like Asaz Ventress. She plays um, uh, Shakti um, uh, Mandy from the Adventures of Grim and Mandy. She was in the old Batman TV show too, right? She was in the old Batman TV show. Um, she was Frankie Foster from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. You know, yeah, yeah. she has she has a bunch of stuff. But I thought the most two of the most interesting things that I found out. Well, she was in the, I think, the 2011 Spider-Man uh, show as Monica Rappaccini, which I thought yeah. mm, interesting. Interesting if they choose to go in that direction. And, and then two Monicas. On, um, what'd you say? You can't have two Monicas. Two, yeah, I guess not. But the other one doesn't count, as we've discussed. That game's dead. Um, but uh, 2016's um, Avengers Assemble uh, TV show. She played uh, Captain Marvel, but she also played Morgan Le Fay. Now, Morgan Le Fay would fit in with uh, both what she looks like and with. Uh, so, 
I, I don't, I, what you're, what before, sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no, conspiracy. This is just conspiracy theory. So don't, I, yeah. I don't, see I don't know if you know, but um, if you count it in the MCU, uh, they've already burned Morgan Le Fay. She was the villain in season three of uh, Runaways. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know that. But uh, like, does Marvel really care about runaway Runaways? Do they really treat them as canon? I don't know. I I don't know, but I I do know that anything that got done in Cloak and Dagger or Runaways or Inhumans, they probably don't want to touch for a yeah. while. They're gonna yeah. distance themselves. Okay, I see what you're saying there, yeah. but. I, th- I like think anything that Jeff Lowe produced that failed, Marvel's going to stay away from it for a little while. Yeah. I just thought and that was anything that, they, and anything that people liked that Jeff Lowe did is coming back like Daredevil. Yeah. 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 He might be in this show. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> All but, uh, right. So I, I watched a bunch of like um, YouTube videos about um, people's fan theories mm-hmm. and like putting them all together. They think pretty much every character in this show is Mephisto. Yeah, I saw a fan theory about why um, uh, why the Vision is Mephisto, and it kind of tied into that picture that you had earlier of, of the pregnancy book, Ricky, where like he's looking at the pregnancy book, and there's a red character on the side of it, like an evil red character on the side of the book, like crazy. Uh, somebody thought the Stork was Mephisto. Um, somebody thought uh, the My Man um, Herb. Was Mephisto like because he gave uh, vision? I mean, if you if you say everybody's Mephisto, then somebody's right at the yeah, end, it right? Sounds like, like, it sounds like Antifa all, to me. It's all principle of like <laughs> even a stop a stop clock is right two times out of the out of the day, right? Here's the most damning piece of evidence: if you look at the Avengers movie mm-hmm. when um, uh, Captain America's punching the heavy bag, and um, Nick Fury gives him the dossier. If you pause it on the page and look at the bottom of it, it talks about how Mephisto was helping them figure out the Tesseract. Now, if you watch it on Disney Plus, that part is redacted out. Like you, you can't even see Mephisto exactly. Okay. And what's the greatest trick that the devil ever did? Making make you believe he never existed. Exactly. Everyone are you was- serious? Like, are you really? For yeah. real? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I went downstairs and uh, during my lunch break, and I, I looked at the Mephisto thing, and I, I have the disc of the Avengers, and I checked it out, and on the bottom of the page, it does mention Mephisto. Wow. Yeah. So well, I what, see, what, there was one last question from the chat, which was, oh. "What if Dennis is Mephisto?" And um, I think they're on to me, so I think we probably need to cut this episode short. <laughs> it's not really short. We're a little over. Um, but unless you guys got anything else to add, I think nope. we should thank our, our audience and, and thank everybody who ends up watching this after the fact. Thank uh, you. And we enjoy doing this, and I hope you enjoy listening to us talk about these, these things. And uh, if you got anything to plug, you should do it real quick because we're going to go. <laughs> I don't have anything to Mephisto. Uh, Mephisto. All right, cool. I mean, as always, you can check out Denix Media for other stuff on YouTube, um, you know, Instagram, uh, all the other places. There's there's fun with toys and fun with nerdy stuff that related to Marvel and whatever. Um, please feel free to like and subscribe. And yeah, we'll catch you next week. Thank you. See you guys. Uh, thank you all, true believers. Enough said. Peace.